the Hockey Hall of Fame game happened. Did you see Bobby Lou lace Puck up drop. the player skates? <laughs> yeah, and man. And hit the gritty. <laughs> oh, he hit the gritty? Oh, yeah, he scored. Oh, and my hit. God. He scored and hit the gritty. It was unbelievable. It is episode 132 of Left Side Heavy, the podcast presented by Blue Wire. It's just your boys today, myself and Hayden. Hayden? Chilling. How we doing, my guy? You're chilling. Are you uh, recovering okay after that Saints performance on Sunday? Uh, I'm recovered, man. Like I said, season's over. Uh, it was over last week. I could not care less that... They lost to the Steelers. It was kind of nice, not really worrying. It's just the only frustrating part, man, is just uh, week in and week out seeing Alvin Kamara get less and less touches. 11 touches he had. How are you getting, like, oh, just, I was more upset uh, about the Lions losing, man. That was that was a real upsetting part. Uh, I don't know if you really watched it. It just got outplayed. Yeah, I don't really understand how your best playmaker isn't getting the ball with Kamara on on both teams. Like uh, I'd have to say, for both the Lions and the Saints, Butler and Kamara, like were two amazing are two amazing running backs. Get them both the ball in space. Like do a couple screens here and there. At least at least three a game, man. Three a game could mean like 60 yards or 100 yards because both of those motherfuckers can take it the distance. Yeah, I totally thought you were talking about Detroit Lions, and I'm like, I was severely thrown. the fuck is James Butler on the line? Yeah, that's what immediately where my head went to. I was like, isn't it Swift and Williams? But then I was like, oh, right, the fucking BC Lions. Yeah, I totally forgot that. It was. (laughs) Oh, my God. But it was kind of like in Bar Down, they uh, posted a video of Luongo or something like that. We'll get to it. And Bar Down tagged the Carolina Panthers instead of the, the Florida, Florida Pan- Panthers. So it's like having the same team name in two different sports, and it can get very confusing sometimes. Very confusing, yeah. But, no, yeah, it was a pretty subtle week in the NHL. Nothing too crazy. Uh, McDavid just doing his normal fucking shit, scoring highlight real goals, but they're not even highlight real goals to him. They're just another goals. goal. So it's really annoying. I don't know if you saw any of his, but he just added a few more to his repertoire. That would be career highlight real goals for some people. But like I said, it's just another another just, game for him. Yeah. Um, got fantasy some, team loves it. So Yeah, your fantasy team adores it. <laughs> Even though and, I'm two and three, fuck me. <laughs> and I get the cookies with dry sidle. So I'm four yeah. and one. I'm happy. So Dude, uh, everyone has more points against me, but I have like one of the highest points for it. Mm. <laughs> but no um we'll just get to, we'll we'll get right into the nitty-gritty um do it it was another depressing week for the canucks um episode this week 
Yeah, as much as I want to not talk about them, they I always find my way back to watching their games. Um, it was exactly how Tommy Canuck on Twitter, um, he said it best. The Canucks are like a dinner from McDonald's. You can't wait for it. After you consume it, you feel like shit. You'll say you'll never eat or watch them again. And then the next day, you're back at McDonald's getting another order, ready to get hurt again. <laughs> oh, and that's yeah. exactly how it is with the Vancouver Canucks. That's we'll a great s- analogy. We'll bring it right back to the beginning after we beat Ottawa 6-4. We'll lose 5-2 to Montreal, and we got straight up dominated Outplayed. from puck drop. Yep. Did you catch this game? I caught a little bit of it. Um, it was just, it was, it was funny. I was, uh, I think it was Thursday night, right? No, Friday night. It was Thursday night, the game. Was it Thursday night? No, it was Wednesday night, actually, because I had school the next day. Okay, yeah, yeah, Wednesday night, yeah. Because I know Shaden wasn't doing anything. So I went on to Shaw, and I clicked on the Canucks game. And when I first clicked on it, I, uh, like, the little notification bar saying, uh whatever just like you're on this channel it was covering the scoreboard yeah and i saw and you could see and it kind of looked like it said zero zero right no that was three nothing and i'm like what in the first are you serious yeah Yeah, i was i was like holy shit man this is embarrassing yeah it was another goal um let in in the first minute of the game which yep. the Canucks have just grown numb to because yep, it's happened so often. And to Montreal's credit, now I don't know if this is with the Canucks being so bad or if Montreal just looking so much quicker, but they look really fast. And to their credit, they look like they were just firing on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. Nick Suzuki, Cole Caulfield, Kirby Doc, they look absolutely unbelievable. Caulfield has like eight goals, nine assists. Coffee, or I mean Suzuki. Um, I can't remember what I said. Suzuki has eight and nine. Caulfield has eight and seven, and Kirby Doc has like four and nine. So yep. like, they're starting to produce, man, and they're looking pretty exciting. So, and like, Caulfield, what are your thoughts on Caulfield? Because I guess like Caulfield and Suzuki, because that connection, if one's getting one, it's a good chance the other's getting. An assist or a goal. It's kind of like it's becoming it's like, like Drysidle and McDavid. Yeah. If yeah, Drysidle is getting assists, there's a very good chance that McDavid got the assist as well or the goal and vice versa. What are your thoughts on the Caulfield Suzuki connection? Are they legit or do you think they're uh, they're going to maybe slow down a bit over the next few years? Like, is this no, they're they this is going to be a connection that Montreal is going to grow to uh, know and love. I like you just get that vibe, you know. This is off of pure vibes. This is not off of like one player's coming over. This is they've both grown with Montreal, you know. Yeah. So I like that, and I like the fact that they're so young too, which is only just gonna make this better. And they're both kind of like the same player almost. They're both great uh goal scorers and quick, you know. Yeah, and Suzuki just looks he looks would he looks like the real deal. That's gonna be a really fun connection to watch 
in the no, coming years. He definitely years. does. And Caulfield is just ever since St. Louis, St. Louis becoming the coach, it just immediately switched for Caulfield. He was struggling when um Desjardins, I believe, was the coach. Mm-hmm. And he just looked terrible. Yeah. And then Suzuki comes or um St. Louis comes in and everything just turns on a dime, just switches, and he's just starting to tear it up. So I'm I'm really excited for him. But going back to the Canucks, um they move on. All right, lose five two to Montreal, that's fine, whatever. They set to play Toronto and a very, very emotional moment before the game. Um yep. Boris Salmin, just Swedish legend. Um, first Swedish player inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 1996. He had a he's defenseman had around just under 800 points in just over 1,100 games. He was just an absolute star. Um, back in his day, he's uh known for getting the scar down his face. Um, from taking yeah. a skate to the face. Just an absolute beauty. Uh, he was diagnosed with ALS early th- earlier this year, which has um, unfortunately taken his um, opportunity to speak or anything. He can only he can understand speech and everything, and he can understand his his awareness on outside situations. It's totally fine. He just can't speak on it, which is very sad. But prior to the Canucks game at the Hockey Hall of Fame game against Pittsburgh. Um, he was honored there because it was that was the weekend that it was happening, and we'll talk about the Hockey Hall of Fame soon. But um, they then showed an emotional tribute for Borges Salmin versus Vancouver, and it was he was crying. It got, it was really emotional. I don't know if you caught any of it, but it was such a nice moment to see. I caught little bits of it, nothing too too much of it. What were your it, it, like, I'm not a huge Maple Leafs guy, but I couldn't help but get emotional it, watching that's that. A, that's a sports fan moment, you know? That's just appreciating someone for their longevity in the sport and, you know, kind of what they mean to the sport, you know? It's amazing to see that kind of passion, you know? Yeah. It's it's like, um, I think it was this past year, it was like, uh, Will Smith, the football player, he was uh, most famously known for being an, a completely undersized linebacker who played for the Saints and the Panthers. Yeah. Uh, a great player on both sides. And it was like everyone knew. Or was it Sam Mills? One of those two. They were both amazing players. But yeah, no, this guy uh, passed away. I'm I'm pretty sure that it was Will Smith. I'll I'll check. I'll fact check myself. But yeah, it's just it's just a beautiful moment for the game, you know. Someone who's who means a lot to both the NHL and just NHL family. So. Yeah. No, I totally agree with you there. And in um with Borge uh getting honored and the tribute Toronto put out an all Swedish starting line um to start the game. I can't remember Amazing. exactly. I can't remember exactly who started, but it was a really, it was just a really cool moment. OEL took the ceremonial puck drop instead of Horvat with mm-hmm. the Swedish connection and everything. Like that it was just very nice, 
um, to see before the game. Um, it but, was Sam Mills as well, by the way. I just checked that up. So my gotcha. Bad. Um, but yeah, Canucks go up two nothing. Um, they JT Miller Orvat again. Just naturally, they're having good years. Miller, mm-hmm. his terrible defense is kind of overshadowing his point production, but Horvat's so Horvat's been good on all aspects. And after the first period, Cabby presents um, DraftKings odds updates and stuff like that. It's part of the sports gambling world that the or leagues are kind of shifting into. Yeah, and he shows that the Toronto Maple Leafs are actually underdogs right now against the Vancouver Canucks at plus two thirty, blah 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 blah. And I immediately get on my phone and go to no our. No way! Did you uh, actually? I don't have money to risk, but I go to my work group chat, mm-hmm. who has a couple gamblers in there, a couple degenerates, and I'm like Jonas. Yes, Jonas, I'm shouting you out. If you're listening, you're probably not, but. Um, he doesn't really watch hockey that much. Mm-hmm. So I immediately messaged him. I'm like, hey, um, <laughs> Jonas, if you're looking to lay down a bet, Toronto's down two nothing. Their odds are plus two thirty to beat the Canucks. Canucks are known for blowing leads this year. I would put I Hammer would it. I would sprinkle some cash on this because Toronto is the much better team at home, emotional night. They're gonna something's gonna happen. He messages back, Canucks are winning. The next message I send, 2-1. 10 minutes later, 2-2. My buddy Stefan, 3-2. And he's like, yeah, Canucks aren't winning. I'm like, I tried to tell you. Dude, man. Why didn't you tell? I would have sprinkled 10 bucks on that. And then I... I didn't know that was... I thought the Maple Leafs would have been favored. (laughs) They should have been. Should have been. No odds are going to shift against the Canucks at any moment. Like they're, it's always the Canucks are always going to be the underdogs. They could be up five nothing. But yeah. I also, <laughs> I also told like our other fantasy group chat, I was like, Toronto's plus two thirty right now with the double eye emoji, like looking this way, like oh. Uh-huh. And then Justin, he was like, put your money where your mouth is. And I'm like, I don't got money to risk. And then as soon as it got two two, I was like, boys, it's tied. And they're like, damn, Jevy. I'm like. Tried to tell y'all. And then Justin's like, it's not risking money if you know it's going to happen. I'm like, yeah, that, that's a yeah. good point. That was a good point. So, but yeah, they completely blow the lead. Jordy Ben gets the game winner. That's all you got to know about this Canucks season. Spencer Martin, I'm still not blaming that guy at all. He's been laying his dick on the table. It's the first game he's played in where he hasn't registered a point. Um, he had 34 saves on 37 shots. He he was not the problem. Canucks defense is hanging him out to dry. Tyler Myers on the penalty kill, completely leaving the best goal scorer in the league in Austin Matthews wide yeah, open. Man, that was that was insane. I was like, Jesus Christ, man! And how, that how was he's just so open. And that wasn't even the worst one, Hayden. Excuse me for burping so much. I don't, I had peanut butter. It gives me heartburn. I don't know why I eat it. Toronto has a two on three. Two on three. Yeah. Austin Matthews is screaming down the left side. The right. Myers in the middle. OEL's um, covering the puck. Right. I'm pretty sure it was like Nylander or something like that had the puck on the right wing. 
OEL's okay. taking him. Tyler Myers has Matthews in front of him. Starts skating towards the guy with the puck. When OEL is defending him, Myers does that. Guy just chips it into the middle. Austin Matthews breakaway, and then he just... Yeah, he just missed, right? Spencer Martin saved it. But when I was watching that, I was screaming at the TV, what the fuck are you doing? I can't anymore with this guy, man. I can't. I don't know if you get stressed out watching the games when he has the puck, but he he is the softest, biggest defenseman I've ever seen in my life. He's the softest defenseman I've ever seen in my life. He has not provided us anything when he's been on the ice. I don't know if you can relate. I don't know if oh, you have I can, anything to I can say relate. about this. I can totally relate. I could just look at it and say it's depressing. Man, like you show... You show very minimal effort, you know, and you're such a, such a, physically, you're such a key player to that team. On every other aspect, you are shit. (laughs) You put the team in way more desperate situations than you do without them, like, doing anything. Like, if you literally just stayed and uh, did nothing, like, maybe just you would be doing more if he just stayed in the middle of the ice. He'd be doing more because he'd be blocking a passing lane. And instead, sometimes he just does the stupidest shit. And it's like, great, glad you're glad you are a pairing on this team. <laughs> glad there's yeah. no one else that can really like shine above you right now. Yeah, it's it's just ridiculous. Like. It's nonstop, and there's just like I I we have to like find a way to try and offload his contract just to like get him off the team because it's just he doesn't really do anything, and it's just constant, constantly putting us in danger and giving up scoring chances. It's brutal, mm-hmm. but um yeah we. Our defensive coverage has been terrible all season. So seeing us blow that lead is no surprise at all. Our goal support has been terrible. Yeah, now we have a good power play, but what good is our offense if we have to rely on special teams to get back get us back in the games? If no one takes a penalty against us, then we're screwed, it seems like. It's just been it's been terrible. And Andre Kuzmenko gets healthy, scratched. It's like yeah, what, what the fuck? I don't understand anything. He's like two games off of a hat trick, and he's getting healthy scratched. It's something must have happened behind closed doors for him to get the boot. But like, the roster management doesn't seem to make any sense in terms of all front office with managing and coaching. Things are just ridiculous. So yeah. I didn't understand him getting scratched. I thought he was hurt when he wasn't playing, but nope, he was just healthy scratched. And I believe he was healthy scratch against Boston, right? I think he played against Toronto. Uh I'm I'm not sure actually. No, no, I think I think he played. I think I remember hearing Kuzmenko playing against Boston. Let, let me see right now. Just I so thought, uh I thought it was the complete opposite. I think he played against Toronto and then was scratched against Boston. Let's see. I'll check it right now, but keep going on with this. But Nonetheless, I 
I just uh it's some it's frustrating. And the five two loss against Boston. Um, to be honest, I don't really have much to say about this because they just on all accounts just simply outplayed this. I was fully expecting us to get straight up throttled. You were right, by the way. Yeah, he got scratched against Boston, right? Yeah. Yeah, I remember I remember seeing a thing of I was watching with the uh Steve Crump and he was like, Where's Kuzmenko? And I'm like, Yeah, I, he must be hurt or something, because no way he'd get scratched. And let he alone scratched. he was scratched. But yeah, man, that's that's just brutal. Yeah, but um Tanner Pearson, he'll be able to line up. He's missing four to six weeks with hand surgery. It's just meanwhile, he didn't really provide much for Vancouver, but um, but yeah, and then we go into Boston on a back-to-back. We lose 5-2. Um, they, Boston just looks so good. We'll talk about them in a bit, but like, we just got straight up dominated on all accounts. Mm-hmm. Hampus Lindholm, three apples. You have him on your fantasy team. I do. <laughs> so like, I have him on my like keeper league and I'm like, dude, he's watching been, this. He's been so good, yeah. man. I was watching that, and I'm like, yeah, like, Boston's throttling the Canucks, but, like, I'm getting points here, so it is what it is. But <laughs> because I just – I've given up on the Canucks. Like, they're just going to lose to a team like Boston. That's just how it's going to be. Like, there's no mm-hmm. way they're going to be, like, in that game unless no. their defense for some reason shows up out of the blue. But Tyler Myers, again, taking, like, three penalties, two delay of games, a trip in. He's just – it was just – a game where we had no chance in winning and we played bad. So it was just like at this point, I I wonder, I wonder if maybe like a, just to say, fuck it. Right. Like what about putting some of your better, like forward defenders as a defender? You know what I mean? Like on the power play, when they put PD back there with Hughes, like maybe just, maybe just put Garland back there, you know, (laughs) I, Put a try, big body back there. <sighs> try anything at this point because things just aren't working. But Canucks got into the mix. There's a couple fights there. Pod Colson stood up for himself. What I like to see that Greer guy is an absolute pussbag. He turned down a fight from Luke Shen, but then the next shift he goes and fights Pod Colson. It's yeah. just, it's yeah. like, Great. and then he, and then he basically started putting the belt. Like starting showing the belt to the Boston fans and stuff like that, like hyping them up. I'm like, dude, you turned down a fight from Luke Shen, and then you went and took a fight with Pod Colson. Like it just seems like you're scared. You're picking your fights, whatever. And it was after he cheap shot at Pod Colson too, so it's not like Pod Colson went up to him for no reason. Like there was a valid reason why he tried to fight him. It's because he completely straight up elbowed Pod Colson in the face. So like that just shows what that kind of guy is. He's not as tough as you think he is, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, it was um just a very unfortunate week of Vancouver Canucks hockey. And it's not going to get any easier because we're on that Eastern swing and we're going to be playing a lot of teams that are much better than us, including the New York teams, Washington, Pitt, Buffalo. It's not going to be easy. So you just got to try and maintain the storm, I guess. But Yeah, as best as you can. Yeah, exactly. So, well, um, I'm going to keep it in the Canucks theme. Uh, Tonight, we are recording on Monday, 
The Sidians, Daniel Alfredson, Roberto Luongo, Rika Salonen, and uh, Herb Carnegie are getting inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. So congratulations to them. A massive class with no Stanley Cups, funny enough. But I think everyone has given their opinion on it. These guys are Hall of Famers. I don't necessarily agree that they should be going in right now. I don't know if they're quite first ballot. I think there's some guys that deserve to be in ahead of these guys as of right now. I think they can have a few more years um, to wait. But nonetheless, I still think that they are valid enough for the Hockey Hall of Fame. So I'm just very happy to see them go in. Um, and the Hockey Hall of Game, the Hockey Hall of Fame game happened. Did you see Bobby Lou lace Puck up drop. the player skates? <laughs> yeah, and man. Hit the gritty. <laughs> oh, he hit the gritty. <laughs> yeah, he scored. Oh my hit. god, he scored and hit the gritty. It was unbelievable. I know he got two goals, and he also took the face off against uh, against Henrik, right? Yeah, it was just so awesome to see. I wish NHL would step up their marketing game and absolutely actually market that that thing was happening because I had no idea that was. Yeah, no idea either, man. Like, and why in the middle of the season? You know, why not like why not make it like the NFL, right? Do it at the uh, as a preseason game. Yeah, I kind of I agree with that too, but that way yeah. it's kind of getting its own shining uh, red light, you know, and you actually know that it's happening. It's not just some random ass day that you know you turn on your TV and oh yeah, like hockey Hall of Fame game, you know? Yeah. It's more or less like, oh, tonight is Hockey Hall of Fame game night. Like maybe we'll watch for like a core uh, a period, sorry. And yeah. you know, that'll be done. And especially for Vancouver fans who have like three big pieces playing in that game. You know, like you have a, a longtime goalie that you'd consider maybe one of the greatest goalies in Vancouver Canucks history, and then two of the greatest forwards in Vancouver Canucks history. Even so, there was two Vancouver alumni in that game that were in the Hall of Fame. Like Kevin BX and Dan Hamhuis played in that game as well. And See, like <laughs> it was just like it was terribly marketed. No one knew it was going on. And like you said, I totally agree with you thinking that like like making it a preseason game, having the at 4 p.m. have the game that they played last night with all the Hall of Fame inductees and stuff like that, them playing in that. And then the 7 p game, 7 p.m. game, have it the Hockey Hall of Fame game where they are then honored in their uh, blazers and everything like that, have a ceremony, and then have a hockey game, like a rivalry game or something like that. Like, that's great failure. Like, I totally agree with that because it would just like you'd get more ratings to it. You It'd would. be a lot more fun. Or even do it like an all star game event as well. Like yes. during the All Star thing, maybe you can make it that, but kind of spotlight it a bit more than just like a random Wednesday. Oh yeah, twenty man, games like, in. I yeah, I I do not get that. I yeah, it was kind of at all. I never really thought about it, but you bring up a good point doing that. Um, but yeah, um, so congratulations to those guys. Fully deserve it. Um, it's just so cool seeing the Sidians in there. I don't give a shit if people are saying. No cops, whatever. I guess they can just put anyone in there. They were going to find their way in there regardless. 
yes, should is it too early? Maybe, but they deserve to be in there regardless. Um, we'll do some injury updates here. Uh, Matt Murray is returning from injury to start versus Pittsburgh. Uh, Lyon, he's out three to four more weeks with a sprained ankle after just coming back. Just coming back from IR. Yeah, so it was just very tough for him. Uh, Jake Muzzin for the Leafs is out indefinitely with a cervical spine injury. He is to be reevaluated in February. As soon as I read that, I'm like, that just does not sound good at all. It does not just, yeah, it doesn't sound good in one bit. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, as I mentioned before, um, Tanner Pearson out three to four weeks with hand injury. And probably the biggest one that happened, Evander Kane out three to four months uh, with a wrist injury. And if you, you must have been living under a rock if you didn't see this, but. Uh, it was against Tampa Bay. Pat Maroon accidentally went over his wrist with a skate and sliced his wrist open down to the bone, it is reported. And it was a very scary incident. Um, you saw how much pain he was in. He was screaming. He just, as soon as he it happened, all he, he was like, I just put pressure on it. That's all my mind went to is put pressure on it. it. He looked like he was in a ton of pain. Pat Maroon screamed to the bench for help. What was your reaction when you saw this from, uh, saw this happen to Evander Kane, Hayden? Uh Believe it or not, I actually haven't seen the injury. I haven't seen the whole progression. So I'm going to terribly look at it right now. And uh, you know what? Maybe I'll give you like my play-by-play of how I see this. Yeah. All I remember seeing though is someone in our league dropped Vander Kane, and I was like, maybe I go and put a claim on him. And then I saw I was like, oh, out three to four months, and I'm like, I see why he was dropped now. <laughs> yeah. But all I right, pick, let's. I I picked him up and put him on the IR. Ah uh, yes. Oh. Oh. Oh, oh, God damn. He he just, like, it, he didn't even realize what happened. And then he, like, looked down at his yeah. at his wrist, and he's like, holy shit. Like, he didn't probably... even worry about anything. That is scary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's just a freak accident. Freak accident. Even Maroon, like, he didn't even realize what had happened. Yeah, wrist, yeah, just exposed, and yeah, left skate. Man, skates are scary, bro. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it was, this game is insane. Um, Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it was gross, but luckily everything is okay. He's all in good shape. It's just a matter of recovery now. Apparently they had to take a vein from his upper arm area to oh. help. It was just insane. It it was a lot of doctor stuff that I don't quite fully understand because I'm an idiot. But um yeah, <laughs> he's um well just saying that luckily you had to enough he's okay from your arm to help it out in another area. That's just kind of worrying. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of a no bueno. No um, bueno. No bueno. Uh yeah, that's um kind of all I got. Uh, Chris Neal. Um, I think the biggest time. news for me, Matt Murray's coming back to the Leafs. Yeah, I uh, I said that. 
No, I know. I'm just I'm just saying I think that's the biggest news because that's uh that was my uh <laughs> preseason prediction was that he's gonna do good. Just giving a little oh. input on uh all the stuff that you went over. Yeah. Um Chris Neal, longtime Sen, is getting his jersey retired, number twenty five, which is pretty cool to see. That's cool to see. Um and then I got a couple uh, team updates here. New Jersey Devils. Now, Hayden, I got to give you your flowers right now. You had them in the playoffs, and I kind of called you psycho for that because <laughs> I didn't quite think they were ready. But they've won nine games in a row. They're on an absolute heater. Nico Heischer, Jack Hughes, Dougie Hamilton, just the whole fucking nine yards. Vitek Vanacek is starting to turn it around. Their team is just on an absolute heater right now, sitting at the top of the Metro with the likes of Carolina, New York, New York, Pittsburgh, Washington. It's one of the more heavier divisions in terms of strength of teams. And New Jersey, a team that no one really put a ton of expectations on this year, is just sitting atop there with 24 points. What are your thoughts on New Jersey just absolutely being a wagon right now? It's amazing to see. It's it's amazing. Like, uh, I know I'm not the biggest NHL guy. And, you know, I kind of looked over rosters. I kind of looked over, like, who could make a leap, who was young enough, who was good enough. And I've always liked New Jersey because of Martin Brodeur. Uh, and Camilleri going over to New Jersey when he kind of hit irrelevancy. But, like, I was just, you just have a feeling about a team. And uh, this was that feeling of just, I don't know, I like them. <laughs> yeah, it's, they're just a, they're kind of, they're just like a team like Montreal, but just a bit more higher skill. Like I'd just, say, yeah, a little bit higher skilled than Montreal. Just, yeah. Just a team with a lot of promise, and it's really cool to see them just having having some relevancy, you know. Yeah, it is big vibes. Big vibes. Yeah. Um, we mentioned Boston before. We're gonna kind of just cover a team from every division. Team that spots uh, jumps out to us. Uh, Atlantic, Boston, just shitting on everyone, yeah. especially yeah. at home. They're nine zero and zero, undefeated, haven't given up a single point. On home ice, I want you to take a guess. Their goal differential, if you haven't seen it. Uh, well, I remember what? I saw it last week, and I know I know last week when I saw it, it was twenty four. Uh, and I had to imagine it's grown, and I know they've been crushing. Okay, twenty nine, thirty one, thirty, thirty, thirty. Oh, let's go. (laughs) They have a plus 30 goal differential. That is absolutely insane. That is gross, dude. I'm looking at other ones right now, and the it looks like the Golden Knights are the closest, I think. Yeah, plus 22. 22. Yo, the Pacific is fucked. (laughs) Yeah, the Pacific is so bad, dude. What the fuck? Okay, Yeah. yeah, sorry. No, but Pasternak. Bergeron, Krejci, Marshawn hasn't skipped a beat yet. Nope. You got Jake DeBrusque tearing it up as well. Hemp is Lindholm. Yep. Connor Clifton, like those guys are producing as well on the back end. Linus Olmark. He has yeah, you like... You could almost put like almost has, like, uh, their first two or three lines on fantasy and they'd be decent. 
Yeah, Linus Olmark has like 10 wins. He's just bodying everyone, Matt. Like, did you think, because a lot of people were skeptical on Marshawn and just like their injuries at the start of the year. They don't know how Krejci was going to be. But they've kind of put all of that away, and now they're just an absolute wagon because they're sitting atop of the league, and now everyone's fully healthy. They were sitting atop of the league before Marshawn and McAvoy came back. Yeah. And that was something no one was really expecting. No, not at all. So give me your thoughts on, like, is there any surprises with Boston and how well they're doing right now? You know, there really should be, but I'm not surprised that there isn't. You know, like Boston, Boston's just so good. (laughs) Like they're good top to bottom. And their biggest thing was injuries this year. How healthy can they stay? And you know what? They're staying fucking healthy. Yeah. And they're playing with a huge chip on their shoulder. And obviously, as obviously, I don't really have any hatred towards Boston because I wasn't a true Canuck fan back when that was a, a big thing. But god damn, man, like you have to give credit where credit is due. Boston is playing lights out and everyone who goes up against them should be afraid. Like the Leafs only beat them by one, you know, and then who else beat them here? You have to go back so far down this list to even see. The Senators. The Senators beat them 7-5. Like, close games. Yeah. And some, and it looks like the other games, uh, the two games that they've lost are very different games, you know? Yeah, it's just, so. I'm not really, like, I'm surprised they're doing this well. But I'm also, like you kind of said, I'm not, they just have a habit of just impressing everyone. When yeah. you thought that you count when they're counted out, they always just shove it right back in your face. So right back in your face. As much as I want to say I'm surprised, I'm not really surprised because they are just like they probably know that this is maybe their last kick at the can. But we also said that last year, and they're just an absolute wagon this year. So uh, I feel Boston, like something's different this year. Yeah, there's something's different in the air over in Mass. Um. <laughs> We're going to talk about the Central Division. Colorado kind of turning it around. Winnipeg surprisingly sitting at the top. Connor Hellebuck's just an absolute monster this year. But the team that I said has a potential of topping this division is the St. Louis Blues. And they <laughs> are sitting in last right now. <laughs> How the Coyotes aren't in last right now, I have no or idea. Or Chicago. Or Chicago. Or Winnipeg. I don't understand <sighs> what the fuck is happening with St. Louis. Cairo has like five points. None of their goalies are playing well. They had some hope with Justin Falk and Tarasenko, but that's about it. Nothing is being generated over in St. Louis. There's no, the, I the mean... reverse retro jerseys aren't that nice either, so it's not like they have that to fall back onto. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know what's happening over in St. Louis, Head. I mean, they rattle off two two big wins uh the last two games. I know San Jose, whatever, it's San o fucking Zay. But the Golden Knights. Yeah, they did end their nine game losing winning streak. 
Yeah. And that's huge. You know, that's yeah. huge to build some confidence, especially going up against the Avalanche. Yeah. Uh, tonight. And uh, the Avalanche are red hot, too. You know, you could say the Avalanche are also red hot. Uh, they're coming off of, let's see how many games of a uh, winning streak here. Like one, two, three, four, four game winning streak right now. So no sniffers. Uh but like, yeah, the Blues, man. I I don't, I don't understand how. Like when you look at this before the season, you're like, oh yeah, like Blues probably have a shot. Stars have a shot. All you know, lock it down. Coyotes, Blackhawks, and Jets, probably bottom three, bottom four. And now they're none of them are in the bottom two. So it's like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's 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 simply crazy. Um, score update right now it's zero zero after the first. So they even they're playing, they're uh, keeping up with Colorado. But I just Indeed. I do think they have to pick it up at some point this year. It's just a matter of when. But I'm also been saying that for Vancouver, and nothing's happened. I've kind of given up on Vancouver now. But I still think St. Louis is better than what they're playing. Jordan Cairo is really slow this year like he just hasn't really been up, able to pick up any momentum that happened last year as well but this stretch has gone on for a lot longer than last year mm -hmm. um so we will uh we'll see um and then we'll go to the pacific vegas eight and one on the road they they're 13 and three right now eichel is back he has like 19 points he has accepted the villain role when they he got a Hattie against Buffalo and just basically sent a big FU to Buffalo. Jack Eichel is the league better when Jack Eichel is tearing it up. The any league is better when the star players are playing amazingly, right? Like if McDavid wasn't tearing it up right now, the league's not better. You know, yeah. like if Bo Horvat's not tearing it up, the league's not better. If McKinnon, McCarr, all these stars, if if no one on their like respective team is tearing it up, it's not fun. <laughs> it's not fun to watch at all. And even like a like Igor Shosturkin, kind of underwhelming this year, you know, or even the Islanders in general. And then the Penguins. The Penguins have been on such a slope. Now even Crosby, it looked like he didn't, uh, or he knew what the Fountain of Youth was, but it's like, oh, maybe that was just because he hasn't played hockey in how many months. And now that he has played it in so many uh, uh, days consistently, it's like, well, now he's actually looking like he's old. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, it's... <sighs> Sports are a weird thing. <laughs> Very. But Very no, weird. it's it's awesome to see Eichel uh being good on a good team. And how the, that was one where you can kind of shove it in my face. Uh the Golden Knights leading the Pacific. Now that I'm looking at this division, it's like, wow, how did I not see that coming? <laughs> I I didn't see them tearing it up this much. Um I definitely thought like they would end up being like a wild card spot, but I thought the Canucks were going to be better than them, and that that was just a delusional homer take that is just pissing right on me right now. So, yep. 
It's tough. Um, your boy got a trade proposed to him. I, I've been talking with Edie right now. He said he told me to peep the trade, and I said I'll get back to him. This is in our uh, two-player keeper league. Mm-hmm. I'll propose it. I'll uh, give it to you right now. I give up Hampus Lindholm and an eighth-round draft pick for Alex DeBrinkat and a fourth-round draft pick. Um, I'm very much considering this um, because who knows how much longer Lindholm will keep this up. Mm-hmm. And sell high, right? It's just like stocks. And yeah, I gotta sell high. My team sucks ass. So at mm-hmm. this point, I just gotta get high draft picks. And you'll get draft capital. Yeah, this 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 looks like a all a fire on all cylinders almost. Like Alex Debrinkat, he has forty less forty-four less fantasy points than Lynn Holmes. So it's not like he's not keeping up. It's just a matter of being on a worse team. Mm-hmm. Um like Lindholm has been a product, but of Boston being an absolute wagon. I mean, like I'm going to think about this, but I don't. I got to jump on it when he's at his highest. I don't know if I'm going to get anything higher than a fourth round draft pick. And Alex DeBrincat has the potential to tear up any game at any time. So I might, uh, I might do that. I think you should. So. uh yeah, we will see. But um, NHL fantasy pro Hayden Barton here says that you should, in fact, do this. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, Jake Ottinger. I just want to give him his flowers right now. He's playing absolutely unreal for Dallas Stars. He's leading unreal. the league in goals against average at 1.8 and save percentage at 9.38. So it just seems like Dallas right now is sitting on the back of Jake Ottinger while also producing to win games. So Hayden, I will kick it over to you. For some NFL football. And, uh... <laughs> yes, this week. Man, what a week to forget. Holy fuck. NFL week 10. Uh obviously you you really don't have anything to say because your team didn't play this week, so Boom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we started off with the Battle of Mid, the NFC South. Wow. <laughs> uh the Panthers beat the Falcons. I, I don't I don't get this division, man. I hate I, this division so much. Sam, yeah, it it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I, I hate this game. I hated this game right from the start. Um like <sighs> <sighs> That's all I can say about this about this game. It was like there was one cool play that happened, and it was when Mariota was almost parallel to the ground. If he had thrown it like half a second earlier, it would have been the worst pass of all time. And it was almost returned for a pick six. I don't know if you saw that one. Yeah, I did see that one. Yeah, it was a tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute tragedy. Uh but and yeah. I and I guess Carolina's jerseys were kind of cool. It was their black jerseys with a black helmet, with like black that. Hel- yeah, like like that was kind of dope. But like that's about it. I mean, if Carolina's gonna do like a a cool jersey, man, like just wear blue. Wear your wear your aqua blue, man. Like it is the nicest color. I feel like to have a an all 
you know, primary color jersey. So many teams do black, man. And I heard they try and got like their fans to do a blackout, but it's like, how are you going to try and make your fans do a blackout? You have like 40,000 fans going to your like 60,000 fan stadium. <laughs> yeah. And it's against the Falcons. Who cares? <laughs> they also have black as their primary color. Like, oh, man. Uh, this division, this game, uh, double piss off. That's how I'm rating this one out of 10. Double piss off out of 10. Just lives up to the Thursday night football. Yep. Lives up to that niche of Thursday night football. I feel bad for Al Michaels. Yeah. But I mean, hey, he got the bag with Amazon. So absolutely got the bag. So you he know, probably he was like, fuck he wants. Yeah. He's like, so this like, is new. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to be called Sunday night now. I'm calling Thursday night. Yeah. But he probably was just like, you know what? I had my years in the sun. I'm still getting prime time. So I'm still getting the ratings. Oh, yeah. Despite it, like, no one, you can talk shit all you want about Thursday night football. You're still going to watch the games. Yeah. So like there's still all they need to get is for you to turn on the TV. If you turn it off for like what is it like 15 seconds or like a second, you still get the rating. Yep. No one gives a shit about viewership. No. You're still gonna get the money. He got his bag with Amazon. Al Michaels he, is chilling. Uh, he just doesn't get to call exciting games really. That's pretty much it. Yeah. But you has, know what? He has to hope for sorry to interrupt you. He has to hope for good games being a product of two bad teams. You know what I'm saying? I agree. It's like the game a the barn team, burner. Yeah, the teams are so bad that it might be a good game. And this one had potential. I mean, you look at them play two weeks ago, and it was the most thrilling game of all time. You got P.J. Walker throwing 62-yard-in-the-air bombs, you know, and then you just get this game. Yeah. (laughs) You get this game. Absolutely battle of mid. And then uh, jumping from one battle of mid to another... Uh, we'll go to the first game in Germany. First ever played game in Germany. And did you see the end of this game? Um, I saw not... the I wasn't awake for it because I was up for I was up till like 3 30 the night before. So like I slept in. Um, but I saw that Tom Brady made one of the most unathletic plays in my life. Honestly. I don't know what the fuck they were looking at, man. Like, I I get the first time they ran this play, he was wide open. But it's the second time you ran this play. Okay, that's when people are going to start kind of being a little bit sus and thinking like, hmm, there's no reason they've ran this play twice ever in a game, but now they're doing it to us. Maybe we should watch out for something. And yeah, Brady uh, got mossed by a defensive rookie of the year candidate. Um, I'm blanking on his name. Tariq Woolen. Tariq Woolen, yeah. Yeah, I, he's I been know. a stud. This he's been a stud. Oh, absolutely. And uh, going in or listening to a uh, a quote after the game, he's like, "I always wanted to pick Tom Brady off, but not get one on him. That just yeah. seems too easy." <laughs> it's like <laughs> that is that is a great mentality to uh, to handle in a loss there. But I'm not even talking about the game in general. That stadium uh enthusiasm all of the fans in there staying 30 minutes past the game just singing that's crazy just just vibing living in the moment like that's that is what it's all about like this is their first 
ever game they're getting they're getting another one next year oh 100 percent are you this. kidding me like this was amazing i love this you're listening to fucking um nfl network try and do any sort of game talk and you just hear sweet caroline uh country roads uh mr Brightside, and it's like I'm surprised that these Germans even know the lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> but they're all singing along. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing environment. Yeah, I I saw like clips of it despite not me watching the game. I saw clips of it and it like they were like overtaking the announcers, like the play yeah. calls. They, they, it was it was crazy and for like for a game that didn't really have a home team. Like it was crazy. Oh yeah. Especially in crazy. Europe, right? Because every yeah. every European cheers for uh they cheer for whatever team. There's no advantage whatsoever, even though uh they do say like the amount of people that had Tampa Bay jerseys outweighed the amount of people that had Seahawks jerseys. Yeah. But it's not like there was a uh like a uh, 35,000 to 40,000 difference. You know, it was like maybe upwards of 12,000 to 8,000. It's like that's 20,000 of the other 45,000. So who cares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All that you need to know is the fact that they packed that stadium. There was 3 million people trying to get tickets to this game. That's crazy. Like, that is that is just so amazing. They need to get another stadium prepped because the NFL will make millions. Millions. Yeah. Next how, year. How ironic is it that Brady plays in Germany and gets getting, a win? Or no, get after getting oh, divorced. Yeah. With someone uh, Giselle who's from yeah. Germany. Also, quick story. Uh yeah, Brady's two and oh. But apparently. He I've... went on a trip, and so did Giselle with uh, her athletic trainer. Uh, apparently, they're already boyfriend and girlfriend, which definitely means that Giselle, maybe she's a hoe. <laughs> like, if they're dating, I'm sorry, if they're dating, she's definitely seeing that man before uh, this happened. I know, like, she's a trainer for her, but they definitely been talking on the DL. They've had this lined up for weeks. Oh, 100%. It's like, Months. wow, Tom's not there for you, Giselle. Let's go on vacation, babe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Acting as that gay best friend and then pulls the old 360. Yeah, actually, I'm straight. <laughs> it was like it was like um, Ariana Grande, Mac Miller, as soon as they broke up, Pete Davidson was like right there. Yeah, it's just, it's just like, come on, man. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, he, dude, I feel like Brady is the last person you'd want to do that to. <laughs> like, Just for the I NFL's like he's, sake. He's like a gangster, man. Like, he has so much money. Your life could be gone tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> you, No one would even know who you were except for Giselle and Tom Brady. Yeah. No one. But you know what? It seems like Giselle was holding uh, Brady back, and he's two and zero since being divorced, and he's he beat one of the hottest teams right now in the NFL. Yeah, so good for him. Julio Jones scored. Uh, so congratulations for your Huge. one week of rele- relevancy. You looked slow as shit. Huge couch and run by him, but yeah, there was no no one even touched him until he got to the goal line. So yeah, 
You better have scored. Um, quickly, we'll uh, we'll go over this. Uh, Justin Fields, stud, big dick. Oh my god, he's the first NFL player to ever have two sixty-plus rushing yards touchdowns in the same season, and he did it back-to-back weeks. I don't know what this man took at like the last three weeks, but he's immediately changed his narrative, which is why you never judge quarterbacks too early. Exactly. People are like, is Fields the guy? Who knows? Is Tua the guy? I don't know. Yep. Zach Wilson. Oh my gosh, this guy's best in the class. Next thing you know, everybody wants Fields. Tua's yeah. everybody wants Tua. Nobody wants Zach Wilson. It's like, where was this? The end of last year, this everything was completely different. And yep. what's changed in the past seven games? You you guys are changing your opinions. How about you just don't make a determination or a decision until like they're two in the league years, for like less than two years into a man's career? It's like, why don't you decide three, four, like four years, no earlier than four years after the kids had some time to play in the league? Because Fields oh, yeah. right now is he doesn't need any sort of weapons he's just been dominating like he was at ohio state this is the quarterback that chicago drafted oh yeah and Uh, it's starting to show 100 percent, and like it's it's amazing to see purely because i know in that draft i'm i'm almost certain that my quarterback rankings went wilson fields uh mac uh lawrence and lance I think you had Lawrence above uh, ahead of Mac. I think could have, but I know I know they were like even going into the season. I know it was pretty interchangeable, mostly because uh, systemly. But I know for sure I had Lance at the bottom and I had Wilson at the top. Yeah, I think you had. Um, I think you had Lawrence two or three. Could have. Uh, I have to go back and fact check myself there, but like this, yeah, no fields. Uh, I think Everflus is the perfect coach for him. He's, he's given fields the reins to an offense where he is looking just amazing. Yeah. It's amazing to see. And I know it was against the lions, but I don't give a shit to rattle off two 60 yard touchdown runs back to back weeks. Here's your flowers, Fields. You look amazing. And you know what? The week before, he did it against the fucking Dolphins. Took the Dolphins toe-to-toe. So, amazing to see. Uh, Speaking of the Dolphins, they handle business down in... uh, Or... Were they in Cleveland? Or were they... No, they were in Miami. They take care of business at home against the Browns. Yeah. Uh, It was the Chubb v. Chubb. Cool family story. I, uh, you always love seeing some stuff like that. You know, you never really see it all the time, but yeah, Bradley Chubb versus Nick Chubb cousins, uh, used to live super close to one another and played at different schools. And it's just, where did, it's awesome uh, to see. where did Bradley Chubb play again? Was it like NC state or something? No. Uh, where did he play? Know. Where, where did Bradley Chubb? I'm pretty play? sure it was like, it was something like that. He played North Carolina. Yeah, NC State. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, I thought it was like a state um, school. But yeah, it's um, pretty cool. I mean, like Chubb gets into the end zone again. 
what a fucking surprise. Yeah. It's just that's free money. Bet him to get into the end zone a game. It's yeah, but I mean Miami, first time they're seven and three. Did you see um everything that hap that was like the case uh last time they were seven and three? No. You um keep going. I want to look for this post because it's pretty funny. All right. Uh but yeah, Tua. I, I saw another thing today. Um it was like people are people are now obviously riding Tua's dick hard because it's like, oh yeah, he's playing great. And what a pick over Justin Herbert. Man, shut the fuck up. Okay, Justin Herbert has had his top two receivers injured for multiple weeks now. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa has Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, the, literally the best wide receiver combination this year. He better be playing better than Justin Herbert. He has more weapons. Like, it's just, it's going to happen. And he has a better defense and a better coach. Like, I get it. Tua is playing better than Justin Herbert. I think I would still say Justin Herbert over Tua Tagovailoa. I say if Justin Herbert had what Tua had right now, I think it'd be leaps and bounds different. I think uh, Herbert is a lot more tough than Tua as well. I mean, he took the uh, Herbert took a hit last night when I thought he was going to be out. He he got right back up, you know, after looking like he was out. Uh, but no, the Dolphins are steamrolling. Like, congratulations, yeah, Tua, and and everyone said it. This is the year that you need to prove it, and he's proving it. So it's awesome to see. Uh, next game. Yeah, I just want to point out, I'm not ready to say two over Herbert yet for the same reasons you're saying. Like, when Justin Herbert had his boys, Mike Williams, you saw what he's put up. He's yeah. the first quarterback. He's had, like, in this first three seasons, he had, he's like top three in passing yards, passing touchdowns, completion, air yards. Like, he's a monster. And his receivers right now are Josh Palmer and Devon Carter. So, like, let's slow down. On Tua over Putting Herbert. Tua over Herbert. Yeah, man. Like, and I I still want to give Tua his flowers though. Like his accuracy has been yes. stellar. It's just that, just mechanics wise, Herbert has not been playing well this year. Like he's missing easy throws. That's for sure. But I oh, just yeah. like everything encompassing in a quarterback. I want. I still am taking Herbert over Tua. I agree. I feel like. They both have dog in them, but I feel as if Herbert may have more of a dog in him. Uh, that's not trumping anything over Tua. Tua's a great no. quarterback. He, he, I would take him over Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton any day of the week. Uh, but yeah, he's performing. And it's 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 great to see. Obviously, now they're in sole possession of uh, the AFC East. Uh so you know what? We'll go right to that game. Bills Vikings. Game of the year so far. Holy shit. Just insane. Absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. I don't I man, like it was uh it was Atlanta Falcons type of just you had the game in hand, Buffalo. You had the game in your hand. <laughs> and this is this is how you like Josh Allen fumbles the ball on the one absolutely crazy and minnesota kurt cousins my boy (laughs) 
He's showing up and he's not, looking. Um, I don't right. know. I don't know who Kirk Thuggin is. All I know is Perk Thuggins. That's all. Uh, Perk. <laughs> Dude. Perk, Perk Thuggins. Honestly. And and the game of the year also had the catch of the year. Yeah, hundred percent. That catch was insane. Catch oh yeah, my that, god. That coach that catch was insane. And there's been there's been a lot. He's got that George Pickham ones as well. I I'm this still trumps it. I I honestly think it's a lot closer than people think. Um I'm I'm still taking Odell's catch over this one. Over both. Yeah. Um I just George Pickens, the way he distorted his body and how he had to stay in bounds as well, I think makes this one a lot harder. Um, but like this catch is still like I'm not discrediting this catch at all. It was it's still unbelievable. It was and it was a massive catch too. Like it was it was clutch. Like it was a fourth down conversion, and it was either that or an interception. It was just like it was unbelievable. It was it was crazy. Oh, absolutely. But uh no, I want to finish talking about this game first. And then yeah. I have the Dolphins seven and three stat that I was talking about. Okay. Uh I mean, I don't really know where else to go from there. Uh like it had it it, it didn't have game of the year written on it at the start of the season. But this is game of the year. Yeah. Game of the year. Uh not the best game I've ever seen all time. I'll still give that, uh, excluding playoffs, I'll still give it to the Chiefs versus the Rams. That game was insane. This game was insane, but not as insane. Yeah, I agree. It, like, because what was that, 2018? The Chiefs Rams yeah, one, I, where it was like I, 52 to 48 or something like that? Let's see what year it was. But yeah, that I know, yeah. That game was exciting from the start. Oh, 100%. Yeah, it was, it there was, was from no, the start. That was prime Todd Gurley. <laughs> like, oh. prime uh, Mahomes for midseason. And that was week 11, too. Yeah. November was... 19th, uh, 2018. Five more days uh, will be the four-year anniversary of the greatest like game ever like and i'm sure we'll see uh it pop up on social media and just... oh 100 like is it yeah you can't let people forget this game is crazy yeah no you can't <laughs> i'm looking at the stats right now man and just mahomes almost 500 yards six touchdowns jared goff 415 yards four touchdowns todd Gurley, there was no rushing in this game kareem hunt and todd Gurley had like no rushing but then it was just like special teams, defense, you know, Gerald Everett, two of his three catches were touchdowns. Like, yeah, no, that 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 is easily the best game that I've I've ever seen. Yeah. But yeah, well. no. Uh beautiful game. Hit a, hit me with your stat, my guy. So the last time the Dolphins were seven and three was two thousand one. Okay. In that span, they've had twenty four starting quarterbacks. It, or no, it was 24 starting quarterbacks ago, seven head coaches ago, seven stadium names ago. The seven my, stadium names? The Miami Heat of the NBA had zero titles. LeBron oh was in high school. The iPod had come out. The iPhone was six years away. 
Tua was three years old. Mike McDaniel was a Yale freshman. And Tom Brady was a first-year starter. Dude, that's insane, man. That's the last time they've been seven and three. Yeah. Wow. So <laughs> just unbelievable stuff. But that is crazy. Yeah. Next game that you have. Uh next game. Uh Titans Broncos. Let's not let's not linger this one any longer than it deserves to be. Yeah. Uh Titans get the win over the Broncos. Congratulations. I saw a stat today. If the Broncos had scored exactly 18 points in all of their games, guess what their record would be? Eight and one. I saw the stat as well. Oh my god, shoot me. What's Drew Lo- <laughs> what was Drew Locke's average points per game last year? Take a guess. I'm gonna guess like 19 and a half or something. 20. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was oh, who did they pay? They paid the wrong quarterback. I yeah. saw I saw the comments say they were like they're still a quarterback away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they, they just are. gave this one two hundred forty-five million dollars. Uh, the Giants yeah. take care of business in Houston. Saquon Barkley, man. Oh my god! I yeah, we know guy. we we get Saquon Barkley. Did you see that Slayton touchdown? Where the fuck has Dude. that been? Yeah, seriously, that that looked like a different Darius Slayton I, than I. I ever literally seen. thought it was a different receiver. I was like, that's, like that's, this speedy guy. I'm like, that's Slayton. What the fuck has this been? Yeah, no. Wait. Wandale Robinson, who? Am I right? Yeah. Absolutely just amazing. My dog's barking right now. Can you hear him? I can. Yeah. Howling at the moon. There's no stopping him, so <laughs> just carry on. But yeah, the uh, giant, Giants look good. Giants look amazing. Uh, Danny Dimes? Uh, maybe... I don't know, depending on A.J. Brown and the Philadelphia defense tonight, um, maybe he could get me a win over Duncan. Uh, that's sad to say in Dynasty, but that's just the way it goes. It's the way she is, you know? Kill me again. Uh, the Chiefs and Jags. Uh, Juju, uh, story of this game, headline of this game, for all the wrong reasons, took uh, a huge shot. Um, I hope that guy gets gets good quick. Uh, I feel like it was bad luck given to him by Corey the week before when he said, my guy is doing well. He was doing well. Uh, tough, tough, tough. Uh, but Kadarius Tony, maybe this is now his time. He got into the end zone. His first, like, kind of full action. Oh, no, not his first full action game. But, like, yeah, higher percentage game, he gets a touchdown. And over 100 yards, all purpose. So maybe that speaks to something, New York. Uh, Could be just me, though. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, any thoughts on this game? Travis Etienne? I mean, uh, just the clip of Kadarius Stoney readjusting his gloves while the ball was halfway through the air was just so funny. And it's just Giants fans are punching the air right now. because absolutely. He faked his way out of New York. He, I, I don't understand. Faked it like, till he baked it. Got into the first round. He's gonna get paid over fifteen million dollars for his rookie contract. Like, yeah. And now, and now, look at Mahomes. Mahomes has another Tyree kill to play with. Yeah, is and a cheaper Amazing. one. And a cheap, <laughs> cheaper one right now. Yeah, definitely. Um, the Steelers wop my Saints. I'm not even. I'm not even gonna give. Uh, my Saints like last game to talk about anymore or like second to last or third to last 
they're shit. They're so ass. We talked about this earlier, but like, man, the Steelers suck. Okay. So what does that say to the Saints, man? Uh, Dennis Allen, you're saying all the wrong things. You, you put a healthy scratch on DeMarquez Callaway, who was your last year's number one wide receiver, and started Kevin fucking White over him. What are you doing? Andy Dalton, why are you still starting? Like, yeah. Jameis Winston, I'd rather have Jameis Winston with four back fractures than Andy Dalton right now. Yeah. He, like, he didn't even get the ball to Kamara. He sat in the pocket. Kamara's, like, in the flat waiting for a ball, and he takes a sack. It's like, I know the play calling has a lot to do with this as well, but this is just, oh, it grinds my gears, man. Grinds my gears. We play the Rams next week. The Rams look like shit. The Saints look like shit. I don't know who I want to choose. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know who. That's a stay away game for me. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Because it's like both teams are three and six. Both yeah. teams fucking suck. That's all I have to say about this. Yeah. I mean, I think Jameis has to be going back in next week. You know? He has to because it's like you paid this guy $25 million. Yeah. And you're not, you can't just have him ride the fucking bench, man. It's terrible. Yeah. Amen. Uh, speaking of the Rams, um, the backup quarterback battle, Colt McCoy is better than Kyler Murray. Um, just kidding, but maybe I'm not. Uh, Rams defense, like Aaron Donald, maybe you should have retired with Tom Brady. You have not done anything this year. Like, yeah, I Aaron think... Donald has looked like Aaron Middled, you know? Yeah, I uh I think. Did that championship just get to his head? Surely, right? Because he he didn't he hasn't like made a, a hype play. He had three tackles and four assists, no sacks, uh, and it doesn't look like he had any pressures. Yeah, and, that's and you're very going odd. up against Colt McCoy. Yeah, and the Cardinals, man, the Cardinals. Yeah, typically you say you see him wreck a game like this, but. Yeah, he couldn't really couldn't leave a stamp on anything. No, and he hasn't wrecked a game all year. He's looked very, very out of place, and it's it's weird. It's weird to see. Uh, but yeah, Cardinals get it done. Uh, today they cut Eno Benjamin. That was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I I I don't understand. Like James Conner's back, yeah, but there's no way you're keeping Damian Williams. Like Eno Benjamin has juice. I saw I saw something today where it's like the Saints are looking at Eno Benjamin and I'm like, good, get somebody else in there with them. Yeah, <laughs> like, they need this. So it must be like a behind closed doors type of thing. That's what I was hearing too, but it's like everything that I've heard from Eno is not bad. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know. That was really weird. Very weird. Um, Colts. Jeff Saturday, one and oh. <laughs> Jeff Boy, Saturday, previously three and seven, now one and oh. <laughs> that was such a man, I I the Raiders. I feel like the talking point isn't the Colts, it's the Raiders, man. How is Josh McDaniels still getting the head nod saying that his job is secured into next season? And 
Derek Carr is the one on the hot seat. I don't. I don't understand. Like, like I, I, Josh McDaniel should not be head coach next year. No, he shouldn't. And Derek Carr shouldn't be on the Raiders. Like, Derek Carr is is a fine quarterback. I wouldn't want him personally for my team, but there's no nodding that he puts up points and that he is an efficient quarterback. Yeah. But, like, there's just there's just coaching. You know, there's two coaches right now that are on the hot – or three, Nathaniel Hackett, Dennis Allen, Josh McDaniels, in my mind. None of them should be head coaches. Yeah. None of them at all should be head coaches. They've proved time and time again, week after week, that things – can work but at the same time they just don't and they don't play out and it, it's it's so weird that the Raiders will will definitely have a top 10 pick next year yeah with without a doubt uh, yeah I I truly don't understand they're like the Canucks right now <laughs> they you look got... at them on paper and you're like they should be high flying they should be a playoff scoring. team Maybe like, a little bit of trouble on the defense, but like it should, it should pull through. <laughs> and and it just, just hasn't. Not. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's weird, man. It's absolutely weird. Yeah. I don't get it. But congrats to Jeff Saturday, Matt Ryan getting the quarterback nod. Yep. Awesome to see. Uh, Sam Ellinger, what a failed statement that was. Yeah. That was his chance uh, to. You know, make some noise around the league. Yeah. Um, but he just couldn't take advantage of the opportunity. And you know what? The first game he played, not his fault for losing against Washington. Yeah. He played he played efficient, no picks. Uh Michael Pittman didn't help help him. Jonathan Taylor didn't help him. The defense didn't help him. Yeah. You know, so it's tough to see, but I feel like if the Colts want to have any playoff aspiration, you got to let Matty Ice stay in there. Yeah, 100%. Like, you live and die by the Matty of the Ice, you know? So, that's all I have for that game. Yeah, that's all I got as well. You see that uh, 37-yard rush by Matt Ryan, too? Ooh, I love the meme that Donald sent, like, Forrest <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. good. Oh, no, that was that was amazing. Um, moving on from one game of the year to potentially another game of the year, the Packers, man, <laughs> how, how did they beat Dallas, bro? I don't know. Like, I guess Rogers just decided to, I, I, I'll start trying. Was it Rogers that started trying or was it Watson? Chris, yeah. Christian Watson just catching three tutties. Dude, Randy Moss stat line almost right there. Three catch or uh, four catches, three of them for touchdowns and over a hundred yards. Yeah, that was that's as moss as it gets, dude. That that was insane. Like it's it's amazing to see for Christian Watson. I feel like this is his, this is the game that he needed, and maybe this is the game that Rogers needed. Yeah, you know, uh, I still don't think the Packers are good. No, I, I think they're kind <laughs> of it's. They were it's down hard to 14 trust. points. Yeah, it's hard to trust that offense, um, despite Rodgers being deep down, like one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Say yeah. what you want about this year. It's still like you can't count them out, but it's also hard to trust that offense Yeah, to be reliable, even with Rodgers throwing the ball. Like, 
how many right. drops is there going to be a game? Like, you can't really rely on them getting open right now. It seems like Rodgers doesn't seem to have a lot of time. Looks like he's making a lot of desperation throws, throwing the ball away, having to scramble. Like, mm-hmm. And thing... we'll see how it is on Thursday night. Yeah. It's just that offense is hard to rely on. So Green Bay is still hesitant. Um, there's a lot of P.I. calls that should have been called on Green Bay's defense that weren't. It it was, yeah, um, hard to trust Green Bay. But, I mean, solid win against a good Dallas team this year. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Kind of a fail for Dallas, too. Yeah. You know, they were up by 14, and then they just choke it out. They just absolutely choke the chicken. Not in a good way. Um, 49ers. Uh, what a what a gritty win. Yeah. Absolutely gritty win uh, by the 49ers against the Chargers there. Yeah, 100%. Um, Ayuk looked electric. Um, just McCaffrey hurt. and uh, Mitchell split time, which... A lot of people are going to say say that's a bad thing. This is a great thing. Yeah. <laughs> McCaffrey's getting longevity. Are you kidding me? Same with Mitchell. Yeah. Like, this is what they need. They're both not backs that are going to sustain three down running back yeah. availability. You have a great 1A, 1B. Yeah. Like, you, like Mitchell, you take a drive off. McCaffrey, you take a drive off. Yeah. They, they've been probably the two most injured running backs in the past couple of years. And it's 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 great to see that they're like uh, just a one two punch. Like when when it was twenty eighteen and I could I could reflect this on too as a Camara and Ingram situation, I was okay with either of them being on the field. Yeah. Because you had like what it what their tagline was. You had boom and you had zoom. All right. And this one you have uh amazing running back and amazing backup running back. Yeah. <laughs> so like, be happy with it, uh, 49ers fans. You need, in this league now, you need a dual running back system. Yeah, and when McCaffrey, uh, not McCaffrey, when Mitchell has been in, he's been super productive. It's just a matter, like, he gets long-term injuries, like, often. So it just yes. sucks. But, like, he's productive when he gets on. And, like, if he can be productive in a short role, that'll be better for both. Mm-hmm. 100%. And uh, they're a scary team. Yeah. I feel like with the Seahawks losing, uh this might be San Francisco's ticket to uh pushing for the NFC West. Yeah. I agree. And then the last game that is in fact still going on as we begin the fourth quarter, the Washington Commies are ahead of the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, this <laughs> this will anyone be can bet uh like the commies plus like four and still get plus odds on it. Uh hopefully you have done that. I might actually start looking into that. But Jeff, take it take it away right now. How are how are you feeling about this game? Are you watching it? I I don't have it on right now. I'm kind of tracking it because I because I'm playing Jalen Hurts in Dynasty right now. Okay. Uh not not uh Dynasty Miles Sanders I'm playing so I think I I'm up by like seven right now okay. um and I running back down I am hopefully in the better position but it's still scary um yes. 
I need Jalen Hurts to maybe throw an interception, couple interceptions, and maybe fumble or something like that. To because all my players have played in the other league, and she has Hurts, so I'm gonna need a lot. I need it. <laughs> but also, I think I don't know. Like Philly, there was their upcoming schedule, and I think the NFL may have mushed them and been like, "Who's the next team gonna beat Philly?" And as soon as they post that, it's uh, they're losing to Washington. I mean, anything could happen. We've seen it with the Bills KC game last year. KC scored a f- um, a field goal in 17 seconds. Rodgers has drove down the field in 43 seconds. Brady as well. A drive and a touchdown can happen. I still think Philly will win this game. But, I mean, Washington getting up. Crazy. Doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I, so. uh, I actually forgot, but I did actually bet the commies when they were uh, they were down uh, like 14 or 10 to 14. Yeah, they just got a pick. I bet them at like plus five hundred odds, just a five dollar bet, and that can turn into twenty bucks. And I just hedged it. Now I put another five on the Eagles minus one and a half. So if I manage to lose or if the Eagles manage to win by one point, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> so that's uh this this will be almost like a live almost a live reaction to it depending on how long we go although i don't think we will because uh that's week that's week 10 yeah uh like i said this is a a depressed episode for football uh for me at least and even a bit for hockey as cj gardner johnson gets his sixth interception (laughs) he just picked off he just picked off taylor heineke as we speak Dude, six interceptions, man. Philly, you you have got yourself a dog. Yeah. Oh, the swindling, man. The swindling. God damn, I hate the Saints. <laughs> oh, hey. oh, man. Well, uh, hey, we can talk about um the Canucks game that is going to be happening last night. Yes, technically speaking. Yeah, what, a, what a what a tragic game! Another blown lead to Buffalo. Um, yep, that goal by Tage Thompson. That guy's on fire right now. Yeah, and I mean Horvat. I mean consistency. Speaking of guys on fire. Yeah, it just continues. Uh, Spencer, it's great. Martin slash Thatcher Demko. I no one. It, they're not getting help. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was great to see. It was great to see a goal from the fourth line though. Oh, hundred percent. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and uh, Oman, Oman, uh, uh, that was, was a great, that was a great, uh, great scrappy goal from him. But it was just an unfortunate four-two loss. I mean, our yeah, how PK, can you be up two nothing in the first twelve minutes and lose four-two? Yeah, know? our PK let us down again. But um, but yeah, and that if was the. Any of that happens, I am going to fucking laugh my ass off. <laughs> oh, I'm clipping it, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. But uh, uh yeah, that was a Canucks Sabres talk. Yeah. Anyways, we have a game now. Ooh, Hayden uh, said he's surprising me, so I'm excited. I I'm surprising. Uh, I was already thinking of doing this. I was gonna talk to you before the episode, but then before the episode, uh, you came to me. You're like, "Hey, I want you to do a game." And I'm like, "Fuck, I already had one in mind. Let's go." 
It's almost like when same uh, wavelength. It's almost when I, uh, in my head, I'm like, I'm gonna do the dishes for my mom, and she's like, Jeff, can you do the dishes? It's like, no, I don't want to fucking do the dishes anymore because I was yeah, now you it. told me to. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you, mom. <laughs> so you're like, you know what? I was gonna do a game, but not anymore, asshole. Because <laughs> <laughs> because you told me to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, um, ladies and gentlemen, me and Hayden are gonna alternate weeks, and we're gonna try and do whether it's a one quiz and the other doing drafts and we're going to try and do it a little bit about everything some will be sports related some of it will kind of just be random bullshit but we want to kind of incorporate some uh different aspects to the episode something a bit more consistent but and this one you can play this game along at home uh be honest uh maybe we will clip it we'll see like exactly how many you got right uh in the comments if you want to say if you did who knows uh all i know is if you're listening to this you're gonna you're gonna really have to think think about it so jeff that being said i have four players that you have to name but you only get hints of exactly what their uh scenario of their whole life being a professional sports player has been all right okay so we have two from the nfl and two from the nhl Okay. Two currently playing, two retired. Okay. Double flip you off. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one we'll start with, we'll start with the NHL. Yep. All right. Now, this one, it'll be a current player. Okay. But you'll you'll already you'll know that. Uh first first one, and you get to guess at every uh at every question or every statement. Okay. So it's not like you have to wait until the last one. You get to guess. Okay. Okay. So, I am 29 years old and I'm six foot five. Okay. Next question, next statement. Or do I have to guess? I mean, guessing, then you'll know who it isn't. You know, if you know someone that's like around that age and that height. Alex Tuck. No. Okay. I was drafted in the 2012 season. Okay, next one. Not even going to guess? No, I don't have an idea. I have only played for two NHL teams so far. So far. 6'5", 29, 2012. Who's in 2012? 2012 was Neil Yakupov. Um, it was like Morgan Riley. Is it... Connor Murphy? No. Okay. I don't this even one, know if he was This one might draft. give it away. Obviously, it progresses and it gets easier. Yeah. This year, my goals against average is currently a 1.96. Connor Hallibuck. No. I am playing really... for the hottest NHL team at the moment. Okay, well, who is considered the hottest team? Because there's like a few teams that are hot. Vegas, Boston, <laughs> New Jersey. Is it? No. Is it Vitek Vanacek? No. 
fuck. Boston goaltender Linus oh. Allmark. I thought he was older than that. No, he was drafted in 2012, but didn't start playing until 2015. Yeah, he's. Uh... So I kind of got you there. Connor Hellebuck is 2014, I think. Ah, uh, yeah. I I didn't think the age. Well, obviously the age and the height is gonna be like a nothing, right? But like. Yeah. I, I thought I thought as soon as I put the number four this year, my goals against average, because at that point now you know it's a goalie. Yeah, you know. Oh my God, Washington just scooped up a fumble and scored a touchdown. What? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Oh, and Dallas Goddard is hurt. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> what is happening? What is happening? <laughs> I'll have to look at this and see if it's actually uh, a touchdown or not. But as it stands right now, uh, live play-by-play action here. Oh, that's a face mask, first of all. Uh, It's a scoring play. I I don't know. Can you take it back because of a face mask? I think any penalty, as long as it was called. It wasn't called. Then I don't think you can. Oh boy, that's gonna be super controversial because that is a clear face mask. Oh no, though. And it's but it's a fumble too. Jesus Christ! All right, next I hate one. to be the ref on this one. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, now you choose. Do you want to do NHL, uh, but retiree, or do you want to go NFL? NFL. Okay, alternate. we'll stick. We'll stick with the player uh, currently playing. I was drafted in two thousand and fourteen. Okay. Now, the, um, this one, obviously, for you is going to be a little bit harder. I, I don't even know who's drafted in 2014. Yeah, I forget. Um, I have, like, maybe a rough idea who was first overall. All right. Was that, like, Jadavion Clowney's year? Let's see, actually. That way... Who's your official guess? I'll just... I'll pick um, Clowney. I don't know if it was, though. I don't know if he was that year. It was Jadavion Clowney. Okay. Absolutely great guess. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. That was that was actually insane, Jeff. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, I get, by that, I'm going to assume it's not Jadavion Clowney because he didn't know that. Uh, yeah. Well, fuck but me. I, I, guess that, away. <laughs> I guess that's my guess. Uh, yeah. second overall pick, uh, Greg Robinson. Jesus. <laughs> Khalil Mack was also in the top five, but obviously now you know it's not them. So great job, me. Um, I'm 29 years old and five foot ten. Mm. Running back or DB? Maybe one receiver. I don't think it's. Did you give a weight? No. no, you gave a name. You gave a height and age. And yeah, height and age. Hunter Renfro is a small ass dude, but he was Deshaun Watson's class because Watson threw him the tidy against Bama and the Natty. He did. Um. I'm thinking maybe DV. I'll go. I'll fuck around and say Marcus Peters. I don't know how old he is, though. 
Let's let's see actually, because he was drafted by the Rams. I'm pretty sure. I forget what year though. Marcus Peters is 29. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're actually a lot more insane uh, with this fucking guessing shit. Jesus Christ, man. Um, it's not Marcus Peters. I'll tell you that right now. And he was drafted in 2014. But, okay. uh, yeah, because his first season was Kansas City 2015. So, uh, no, you're wrong. I've played for four teams, none of them more than four years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brandon Cooks. Yeah, you got it. See, I wasn't sure how long he played on the Saints. Yeah, he was uh, three years on the Saints. Yeah, and I know he's had quick stints in New England, L.A. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Let's go. Uh, quick reminder, or quick update. Uh, the fumble uh, did happen, but the penalty took uh, the touchdown away. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, I uh, I read 27-17, to 17, but I was reading the KC Jags score. Because I'm uh, looking at Donnie's team and Miles Sanders is right bef- below Trevor. I was like, was that is the game over? But I, <laughs> it was a quick thing. I was like, whoa. All right. Uh number four, number five. This is how this is how it would have ended for you if you didn't guess it. My numbers have been 10, 12, 13, and 14. Yeah, that I would have got yeah. that. And then uh the last one. I've played in two Super Bowls, both I've lost. Yeah. Yeah. Uh all right. NHL or NFL? We'll go uh back to NHL. We'll okay. All right. Uh I started my career in the KIJHL in 2001. KIJHL. Sounds Russian. But I'm also might just be thinking of the KHL. But 2001. I don't know, like Ilya Kovalchuk. I don't no. think that's right, though. That's not, not right at all. Yeah. My last season was the 20 to 21 season. 2021. I mean, that math isn't terrible, but. Sorry, I should say my last NHL season. Was twenty to twenty twenty one. That way, you don't think like he's going to play down in a different league. So he might still be playing. No, no, his last season. He's retired. Um. Oh, fuck. K. Where's the K? J H L. Um. Last season. This was like two years ago. Retired. But, um, I can't think of anything. If you can't think of anything, I'll I'll go to my next one. Ah, uh, who's retired recently? Ooh, fifty-five yard field goal attempt drilled. Twenty-four or twenty-six, twenty-one. Can't think of anything. I'll give you. I'll give five more seconds to think of a name. 
one. No, nah, I can't. I can't think of any. I All right, any. I'm brain farting right now. I played for two NHL teams, one being an original six. Because um, it's funny enough, last episode I gave you Spets, and I think you retired the same year. I don't <laughs> I, think I promise you, I did not choose Jason Spets. Okay, no, I know. Um, it's not Char. He's played for like four teams. Um, oh, he's only played for two teams. Okay, so what legends have played for New York? Detroit. Oh my gosh. This is so annoying. <laughs> KIJHL. I don't know where that league is. Um fired not too long ago. Oh fuck. <laughs> any guess this is stressful i don't know <laughs> uh who's retired recently why can't i think of anything right now um i don't know all right this is embarrassing any guess no i don't got okay one. okay this one might give it away i have five gold medals and two silver medals in the olympics World Juniors and World uh World Cup Hockey. I think it's called WCJ uh, WCH. World Championships. It happens after the NHL playoffs. Yes. Like around the same World, time. Yes. Okay. World Cup of Hockey. That's what it's called. Yeah. World Cup of Hockey. Oh. Maybe Henrik Lundqvist? No. Fuck, he's played for New York and Washington. And he retired like not too long ago due to a heart condition. But I don't right, know where he played. This one this one could be it. I, I was born in Sycamus, BC. So we don't know. That means he's Canadian. Yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> Carey Price has only played for Montreal, so it can't be him. Why is my thing making a noise here? It's not Roberto Luongo. I don't know why I'm just thinking of goalies right now. <laughs> I gave you one goalie. Is it Duncan Keith? Oh, that was a great guess. You were on the track with defensemen. But it's Shea Weber. Oh, fucking God. <laughs> I knew. I'm pretty sure Duncan Keith's from BC, too. I think he is as well. Uh, I'll search it up right now just to fact check you. And he did, Duncan Keith did play on an original six team, and he's only played for two teams. Yeah, no, he played on Chicago, and he retired in 2001. Uh, 2021. Ooh. Uh, oh. Let's see. Duncan no, Keith I retired this born. season. 
wait, why did I say Dungan Keep Born? Uh, born place, first place, Winnipeg. So you were off. Oh fuck! I th- Good I guess. Think, I think you he, he might have grown up in BC. Uh, could have. I'm a donkey. I should have known that. <laughs> I th- oh, man, the I thought the uh, like giving the Canadian factor at the end, but though though he's he's has a lot of achievements for like yeah. country hockey. You know. Yeah. It's actually crazy to see. Yeah, he's yeah. He's a talented fellow. All right, last one. This one I think you should get. And if you get both football ones and not hockey ones, what does that say about you? No kidding. No kidding. (laughs) All right. I was drafted in the year 1981 and played till 93. Not years old, but 1993. Yeah, I got that. For all the listeners at home. (laughs) Um, 93, god damn. Yeah, and you uh, obviously these players. I haven't made them like super, like I don't even know who they are. You you definitely know these players. I don't. I'm not confident in this at all. I'm okay. not. I don't know when he retired. All right. I'll just. I'm just throwing out a name. Joe Montana. Oh my God. A huge catch from Quez Watkins. He got it and fumbled at Washington's ball. Oh, my God. <laughs> Washington. But you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all those years I played only for one team. Okay. Huh. Do I know this player? Yes. Okay. Um fucking years or the years are uh I'm are bad hard, with right? the years I'm bad with. Yeah. Um Namath? I don't know. No. But she All right. was before then, too. I played defensive end slash edge and am considered the best to ever do it. I think the guy I'm thinking of played linebacker. And he might have played for multiple teams. And like, if I get this wrong, the best to ever do it. Oh. Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you got it. I thought he played linebacker. Well, defensive and... end or uh, edge, sorry, is like an edge linebacker. But like, because I know it's just like. TJ Watt is a middle linebacker or left outside linebacker, left outside but, he linebacker all, but he plays all, edge, yeah. But like I thought he was in the middle and I thought he played for the Bears and the Bills, but I guess he only played for 
It was the Bears and the it was the Bills that he played for, right? Nope. Who do you play for? The Giants. Red and blue. Yeah. You're close though. But I thought he played for the Bears as well, so that's why I was very unsure. But then the best ever do it, like so many people like Belichick and even in the Saints, like Lawrence Taylor is like the best defender I've seen. Yes. So I had to had to throw it out there. Yeah. All right. So the last two of them, uh this is number four. My rookie year, I won defensive rookie of the year, defensive player of the year, was a first team all pro and went to the Pro Bowl. And then number five, I am the last defensive player to win the uh the NFL MVP. Yeah. Not the first, not the only, but the last. Yeah. And so. there is no way that uh anyone else ever has made such an impact. Aaron Donald, yeah. But the way that the NFL was back then compared to how it is now, uh, if anyone's ever seen Lawrence Taylor film, they'll know just how different he was. He was an animal. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. But Jeff, congrats, man. You got both football ones right, but both hockey ones wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised myself with that too. It's a, but it was a, it was definitely a, a fun game, wasn't it? I also don't know if Shea Weber's technically retired. I think it's an unofficial one because the Vegas Golden Knights have his rights. He's on LTIR, but I don't think he's technically retired. Yeah, and he hasn't played in two seasons, so who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, he's he's retired, but he's not officially retired. Yeah, but all right, that was I fun. Was, I was gonna say, like, even at the start of it, like. It's an unofficial retiring, but I was like, oh, that dead ass would give it away. <laughs> that would have helped a lot. Yeah. But, yeah. You got, <laughs> or, well, almost got it. Yeah. Almost <laughs> got it. All right, boss. That's all we got. That is all we got. That is the four players. Where can the people find you? Uh, at Hayden underscore Barton on Instagram and Twitter and at HBart13 on tiktok and you know where to follow me on instagram twitter on instagram at jevin.lefave on twitter at jevin.lefave find everything for the show on instagram twitter and tiktok at left side heavy underscore and subscribe to the youtube to get full length video um youtube videos video podcasts everything like that rate us on spotify apple google all the platforms really helps grow the show hey Cheers for the episode. Cheers for the game. It was always good. Um, And we'll talk next week. Thank you for listening. Peace.